Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator, so we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. Who's ready to do trials and triumphs? Mm. As Who wants always. to go first? Mm. Mine are solid this week. <laughs> Taryn, take it away. I was really tired the other night, and I went to run the dishwasher. Literally, it's like 11, and I don't know why I'm so exhausted. I put the toilet bowl, bowl cleaner in the in the place where you put dishwasher what? detergent. Why is it even in the same room? Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Because we have no cabinet in the small half bath off the kitchen. You need a little picola cabinet. I have a little sell. bamboo one we used to sell that I really like. But it doesn't have any closed storage. And then it's a pedestal stink, mm-hmm. sink. So it goes under the kitchen cabinet, which is very close. But it's in the toilet toilet cleaners in the back of the cabinet which means i reached over the dish detergent mm-hmm. okay here's my biggest concern what did you do <laughs> poisoning yourself what did did you just run it again and feel like it's fine or like what so did I, you figure it out before it. you ran it correct uh-huh. karen is correct uh-huh. oh that's so ding, ding. i put it in and just the smell is what triggered my brain to be like that's not the. That's not what it smells like. And so I shut it, and I'm like, wait a second. And then I opened the cabinet, and I was like, what an idiot. Oh, my God. So then I <laughs> took paper towel and tried to soak it up out of the little, like, because what else do you do? Yeah. Out of the little canister. Anyway. Have I do you ever, um, I think in my past, I know in my past I've done this. When I was out of dishwasher soap, I put laundry soap in there. Oh, Let me tell oh, y'all. like. Don't do bubbles it. Bubbles everywhere? Uh-huh. Yeah, you'll get a whole kitchen floor full of bubbles. Don't do it. <laughs> I thought if you even took dish soap, you would get the same thing. Oh, yeah, it like the bubble. squeezy kind? Yeah. yeah, I bet. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. it didn't. I didn't fully go through. Okay, Something... so are you going to move your toilet bowl cleaner now? No, guys. I'm going to start washing my dishes with it. The Smart. dishes came out They're the They're really clean. <laughs> Sparkly. <laughs> the porcelain clean. No. Yes, I need to move it for sure so it doesn't happen again. For sure. Um, that was my trial. Okay. <laughs> that was a good Yes, one. you can mock it. And, <laughs> and we shall. And my triumph. So the dog goes in my car when it, we go anywhere, mm-hmm. not my husband's car. But don't well, you have the new car? Yes. Is it just bigger or something? Yeah. Okay. So, so dog is in the car, super drooly. Literally, if the windows are down, if it's cold out, he's drooling. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, when he drools, it it's very obvious on, like, the <laughs> leather. Like, it leaves. So if even if you take, the, like, a cover off, it's still on the edge. And as he's going down the road, it's, like, went, like down the side of my car. <laughs> like, anyway, so I read online because I couldn't figure out. I would I wiped it off, and it didn't. You could still see it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I read a bunch online, and I used some really hot water and light detergent. And between that and I did a little armor all. Oh, yeah. So is off. it from on leather or fabric? On leather. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it worked, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So if you have that issue and you're wondering how to get it out, because even I took it to the car wash, and they did the inside, like one of those... Yeah, they should have done everything, and it was still on there. So I was like, mm. "Is this like a permanent?" Yeah, I was worried it was because it's very yeah. obvious. And I was like, "Great, my car looks awesome. Please get in my car." And you just got it, so that's yeah. annoying. Yeah, anyway. a brand new car. But the really hot water and soap, and then a little armor all. It's all good. Good. Yay! That was my trump. Nice. Okay. Who's next? All right. Okay. Okay, Carolyn. Okay, so I. Found my new favorite easy appetizer. It's very exciting because I, so every podcast that we record at Karen's house, I will usually make, usually Karen recently does it, mm. um, our go-to app because it's super easy. You put your broiler on and you press some goat cheese into so a, 
dish. So good. Stick it under the broiler for like a couple minutes and it's perfect. Until it gets brown. But then you put stuff on it. Tell them that too. Yeah. So then you'll put like pistachio or like sometimes I'll put like pistachio and rosemary or whatever I have in the cabinet. Um, Balsamic reduction. I think Karen does a lot. Do honey. Honey. Yeah. Mm, The honey's so good. Mm -hmm. But I've been using this appetizer on rotation for a solid three years now. So I needed something to mix it up. And my friend went to this cute little gourmet store um, in Atlanta called Alon's and she got Parmesan stuffed dates and they were so delicious and I copied them and it's such a good little, you can make them like the day before. And I got um, Medjool dates. You could probably do it with any dates, but you if they're not already pitted, you just sort of slice like half of it Pull the pit out and just stick like some shove the cheese in. Shove the cheese in. Mm. Yeah, just like little um squares of parmesan. Where do like you really get your dates? I online. <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> no, I go to the Decab Farmers Market. Okay. But you can get them anywhere. I mean you they can have the big store. things of them at Trader Joe's for a good price. That's what I was okay. just gonna say. But they do come with the pits and I didn't really know how to get those out, so good to know it's I not just, hard. Like, if you're holding it like like an avocado, then yeah. But an avocado, you would do it all the way around. Right. I only do halfway so that kind of you can pull it, it out, pull out. And there's this little sleeve that you can put the Parmesan cheese in. Cute, but it's a good little like afternoon snack. You can have three of them or do them a couple days in advance, and mm-hmm. then they're all ready to go. Yum! So I highly, highly suggest they were delicious. And then my trial. So I have some white slipcover chairs in my living room. And when we first got our puppy two years ago, we sort of stipulate, well, first we stipulated she won't get on the couch. Two months in, of course, (laughs) she's on the couch. She's licking holes in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then our rule was, okay, well, she can be on the couch, but she can't be on, she can't get in the bed. She can't be in these white slip covered chairs. Well, then she advanced to Yeah, she sleeps with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she sleeps on your face. The one out. <laughs> and she's dark haired too. Yeah. She doesn't sleep with wait, what did you say? She sleeps Spitting. on your face. She's <laughs> like curls around your head like a chapeau. You, yeah, you wear her. <laughs> a fascinator. <laughs> um but the two holdouts are these white chairs. Why? Oh. Just give up. <laughs> It was mostly just because I didn't want to have to wash the okay. slip cover all the time mm-hmm. because they are like crisp white. Mm-hmm. Well, I bet you know where this is going. Mm-hmm. She like one day would get on it and I didn't get mad at her. And then that's on you. You are going to be a later. pushover mother. <laughs> Anywho, so now it's her favorite chair and I am having to wash these slip covers. I used to only wash them like once every three months or something. Mm. Some oxy. But I feel like I'm going to have to start. I Why just don't you just put a little blanket on it? That's what Bunny always says to do. And that's what I, I do at my house. True. Or okay. my Good sister call. to keep her dog off because it kept jumping on. You aluminum put, foil? Yeah, you do the aluminum foil. But I don't then know the aluminum afraid. foil, when you get home, you have to like take, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you if do, you have a cute blanket that just sits over the seat of the chair that looks good with your decor, then even if you have a yeah. guest show up, it's not like you're a weirdo. <laughs> I guess this is supposed to train them not oh, to so get, eventually yeah. they just stop. That's, they more think it's there. Yes. I thought, oh. yeah, I've had, I have heard yeah. that. But anyway, so now I'm like, well, I'm trying to decide, do I do the blanket? Do I just deal with washing the slip covers more often? It's not that big of a deal. Or do I discourage her from getting on the chair altogether? Mm-hmm. But anyway, it happened very incrementally yep. to where I didn't really notice. Yep. And all of a sudden, like Chinese water torture. Like, Dang it. Yeah. So, no. Anywho. You tell her no. That's right. There are plenty of other you sofas be the mom she can sit on. Yeah. Fair. Caroline's like, nope, she can sit wherever she wants. <laughs> well, the problem is sometimes I'm sitting in the chair and I want her to sit on my lap. Oh, and gosh. then it's sort of confusing to her. Yeah, no, it isn't. You can't do that. <laughs> it isn't. Just don't push sit her down. in that chair. Yeah. <laughs> You're not allowed. Yeah. Anywho, so. I'm totally changing my trial to kind of correspond to your trial. Okay. I have a long list here, but I'm I'm rearranging and going <laughs> with this one. So I'll start with my trial because it corresponds with yours. Okay. So, uh, you know, we just recently kind of prepped the whole backyard for summer, which at our house includes cleaning all the cushions that go in mm-hmm. my Suzanne Kessler direct to our sectional. 
that lives inside the pergola of the backyard. The cushions are white. Whew, it's exhausting. Um, well, luckily, and I think, Taryn, you mentioned this about your outdoor collection. Luckily, this collection, the cushions have a zipper, so you can take them off, wash them in the washing machine, put them back on. So, And a, a sectional, that's a lot of that's cushions. That's a lot. Yeah. So you probably have like nine seats and nine backs, or I don't know, seven, a lot. Wash them all. They look beautiful. Put them back on. Um, had people over. Um, then, of course, Mr. French ran all around the muddy yard, jumped oh, all up no. all on the cushions, and now they're all kind of spotted <laughs> again Can you just, with like, doggy marks. Can you just, them off this time? Um, I've try- I'm trying to. I'm really, my solution was to cover it up with throw pillows. Because <laughs> I'm like, you know, he's going to do it again next weekend yeah. if I do that. Mm-hmm. So we really try to manage him in the backyard so he doesn't. Have free reign because he loves to dig holes and yeah. eat things, and so we it's, have to really keep a close eye on him. But man, he's fast. It's like they have an instinct, right? If, that's if you're white. Wearing white. I want to get that. Mm-hmm. The dog will jump on you if your cushions are white. Mm-hmm. They're gonna go run in a mud puddle and then hop yeah. up on there. Well, even his best <laughs> friend Joe Mooney was pretty darn irritated. He was like, "Ah, oh, just clean nose." And <laughs> so anyway, now they're covered up with pillows. <laughs> I've also covered them up in the past with like throws or cute beach towels and stuff. If I'm desperate and people are coming over and they're they look bad, I'm like, oh, <laughs> it was all planned. Isn't that like a good excuse to buy like Turkish towels to like <gasps> cover? That up. is my triumph. Nice. Yeah, get it, girl. Okay, so we are going. Joe and I are going on a vacation at the end of the summer without children, which we hardly ever do, and it involves. Um, like a week on a sailboat. Right. right? Get jealous. Go. <laughs> anyway, so I'm already in my mind thinking, all right, what do I need? I don't want to take much on the boat. I want to take a little bit of a duffel, you know, be super smart about my packing. Um, I need a, a thin towel that's a beach towel size. I need a big Turkish towel that's a beach size towel. <gasps> awesome. You guys, I found the cutest ones on Etsy. They were like twenty four ninety nine. They're beautiful. They're cute. They're white. Like I got one with white with a navy stripe for Joe and white with an orange stripe for me. Yay! Cute. Question: Super Have cute. you pre washed them? Like Not have yet. you started using them yet? No. What are you gonna do? Don't they say those get better with more washes? I mean, but- I have the Ballard Turkish towels for my bath towel, and they they're great laundered. So, what is your concern? Oh, I don't. Did a little reason, shrink or no? No. If anything, I was thinking you should wash it before you go. Uh huh. Like, doesn't don't they get more absorb? I don't know. Something yeah, they might like getting they more might. absorbent. Sometimes I feel like um, newer, like um, towels, towels in general. I think you have to take that kind of coating exactly, off, so yeah, they are exactly. more. Of course, you want to wash them before you use True. them. True. True. On your body. That's right. But they do look so perfectly folded. They and do. I know. I like, didn't even want to unfold them to show Joe. That's how crazy I am. I'm like, they look so good. Those Etsy shops do such a great job mm-hmm. with the packaging, too. Mm. I feel like half the time I'm like, this is such a little gift to myself when you open it. I, and I, I think that's note. the first thing I ever ordered on Etsy. I know. Really? People look at me what? like I'm insane. So that was my triumph. That's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Can I get that link? Yes, I'll send yeah, it to yeah. you. We'll mm-hmm. put the link in the show notes. Okay. All right. All right that's well, it. Cool. So now we get to talk to our Madcap Cottage friends. Yay. These guys awesome. are great. They are. I do yeah, love their so style. Fun. And they are so nice. Yeah. So we talked to them. We were in High Point, And they had us over to their house for dinner. It was very sweet. Oh, my God. It was such a fun little dinner party. It was. We loved it. Nobody else has had us over for a dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. Good Yet. call. <laughs> I know. We're right. ready. We're still begging. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, cool. And we have a our first repeat guests. Repeats. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Are right. They like us. Wow. Yay. We love y'all. The Madcap Cottage Gents. We are at their home in High Point, North Carolina, and I feel like getting to see your house is like getting a like window into your who soul. Y'all are. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it is crazy and colorful and print and pattern and 
I mean, but you, all but the you said things, it, but, but you said it felt really comfortable. It is. And that's the goal. It's so comfortable, cozy, and like happy, and you. you just that's, you can tell right, how much love and care you put into it. It is. It's, it's really it's, incredible. It, it's a treat to the eyes. I got to tell you, every Thanks. like you, you were saying earlier, every little corner you look in, it's a new discovery. But it isn't overwhelming at all. You know, if I had a mood board out for this room, I'd be like, holy cow, that's a lot. And then, but you get in here and it's like, oh man. Karen, do you feel like you can put your feet up and relax? Oh, they're up. I've got my shoes yeah, off. You do. Yeah, they're yeah. in your lap. You're yeah, rubbing right. my You're feet. Eating your <laughs> You're eating some uh, pimento cheese. The pimento cheese is amazing. <laughs> but it's great. Yeah. And yeah. I'm glad we got to have this in person because the first time we did our podcast with you was over Skype because we were just starting. Right. And we were like, oh, we could, you know, we can get more people on if we do it with Skype. Mm-hmm. And. I felt like it was really difficult, and yeah. we couldn't really emotionally right. connect. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. we we stopped doing Skype. We were like, we're only going to do it in person because it's mm-hmm. much more personal, yeah. and you can really and, chat yeah. it up. And so we get to do it now with you. Yeah. 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 We're yeah. thrilled. Yeah. We're thrilled to be repeats. Yes. What, what, how exciting. Yes. An encore performance. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now that we've, we're here, I have so many more questions and things we need to oh ask gosh. y'all, right? We have so many tips for the listeners. I feel like you guys have... All these little details that you wouldn't think to th- talk about, but now that we're in your home, mm-hmm. yeah. So, we'll so do you mind if we tell every single secret you have, or do Bring you have it. to save some Spill for your next book? Because you have a Bring book coming it. out. We do in October, um, October 17th. It's from Abrams. It's called Prince Charming. It's how to create absolutely beautiful interiors with prints and pattern. And I think, kind of to your point, it's, it's showing you how pattern uh, through different... Um, environments modern romantic sophisticated but there's so many great takeaway tips you know so there's so many books out there or some books out there that you think oh the cover's really pretty but it maybe doesn't deliver on the promise and i think we really spent a lot of time and effort we wrote every word we spent a lot of time basically designing a lot of it um and it really delivers on that promise of of really transforming your home well and the the idea for the book started with our clients because our clients often come to us and say we love the idea of pattern but we're scared of it. We don't know how to bring it into our home. And they don't think, they think a pattern as a print, so a wallpaper, a fabric. They don't think of it as a texture or maybe a trim or tile. Tile. Mm-hmm. So there's so many ways you can bring pattern in. And, I, mm-hmm. and that's kind of always the starting point. And what we find is that as we work with them, they get more comfortable with it. And they do add a pattern to their sofa or they add a pattern to their wall that's a wallpaper and they bring pa- they bring wallpaper out of the powder room mm-hmm. for some reason everyone thinks you can do the powder room but it's why is that i don't know like, i don't know oh, and I'll it's, the bathroom after. yeah and it's scary everywhere else and i think you know it's it's about education and it's about giving permission mm-hmm. and saying you know you want to create interiors that look like you that feel unique you don't want to look like your neighbors mm-hmm. um, and that could be using bauer that could be using anything uh, we love finding things, uh, you know. On uh, you know, we love finding great objects and antiques and incorporating those. And that idea of layering, and the idea of creating special. And you know, life is short, and why should your environment well, feel boring? Right. And I think you brought up a good point, and that's layering. And I think part of the problem <coughs> people have with bringing pattern into their world is they don't layer enough. And if you kind of stop halfway, it looks like you stopped halfway, and uh-huh. a mistake. But if you bring it in and pillows and you bring it in with a rug and you bring it in with maybe you know some artwork and other things then suddenly it looks cohesive and it looks like you have a pulled together space mm-hmm. intentional intentional mm-hmm. yeah yeah because definitely nothing here you guys you're gonna have to look at photos because you're gonna have to put some online yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's nothing> here. <laughs> it looks accidental but it also doesn't look fussy or studied you know it it looks like every piece is is loved and cherished and found you know like Mm -hmm. it happened upon us and I fell in love with it and I'm just going to find the perfect spot for it in my house as opposed to all right we need two consoles that go in the right right and matchy match and that's and so that's the thing too is that we spend a lot of time with clients helping them figure out what they really need what they really want what they really like and that's a big part of it because if you just go and buy a bunch of stuff and dump it into your house that's it ends up looking like it was overthought or it doesn't really work or it never feels like you like you really have to love something to bring mm-hmm. it into your home and then you really have to want it to be a part of your life the other thing too if you really love it is that when you move if you move then you'll still be able to use it in the next house if you buy right. something mm-hmm. specifically for one space 
that you're just like, oh, well, it works. Right. It Sell it with that, the house. You know? Yeah. yeah. Then right. it, but if you're like, oh, well, this is like this chest that I got at this antique store, then right. you're going to take it and use it in your guest bedroom or as right. an entry console or whatever you you know. Well, I so think, you know, pieces yeah. with provenance, if you can mm-hmm. kind of figure out that history or the story, I think that mm-hmm. we're all storytellers and it's taking that and saying, Hey, it's, it's not just that, right. It's not, it's fine. And it fits the space, but it has something more dimension to it. It's going to be a piece that you travel with yeah. to multiple homes and multiple environments. Can I just say that I'm so impressed with y'all's knowledge level. You like, as you're giving us a tour, you were, you know, telling us the maker and the like the age and all of and like the history of every single individual piece in the whole house and I just think that is like I don't know how it all fits in your brain but how do you learn that so I kind of find it intimidating when I'm you know in an antique shop or a market or something like that Um, because I don't know nearly as much as most people around me and I don't want to sound dumb I also don't want to get taken how do how do you learn how do how does one educate themselves I think um a good point, Karen. I think that's a really- that is a good point, mm-hmm. and I think while both of us um, have an art education background on some level, neither of us majored in it. Um, neither of us, you know, studied fine arts and nor interior in, design. Nor interior design in the way that someone who gets a job working at one of the auction houses and has to be an expert in, you know, British antiques or whatever. Um, but I think we've always been fascinated by it and we've always been very interested in it. And so reading books, reading magazines, listening to podcasts, um, <laughs> but also just asking questions. And what we what you find is that when you you know, when you strike up a conversation with somebody about antiques or whatever, they want to tell you everything about it. And, you know, they're not, they're going to share their knowledge with you. And so it's maybe, a learning experience. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things we did was early on, um, we had been fascinated by Billy Haynes, who was a great designer from the 30s out in Hollywood. And some of his pieces came up for auction at Christie's. We had never bid at Christie's. We had never, we always thought, ooh, Christie's, that's, Fancy. Fancy fancy. and intimidating. But we said, you know what? What the hell? Let's just go try. So we signed up for the auction, um, got our paddle, and we went and we bid. And you know what? It's not not hard. It's not intimidating. You did it in person? We did it in person. And you don't have to start at Christie's. You can start no. at your local auction house. Yeah. You can start at flea markets. Maybe maybe you don't start that journey going to the important antiques dealer. Right. You go to, you know, you find the consignment shop and you find those great pieces that you say, okay, you know, it's be- I, I like it. It doesn't have to be George II or, or, no. or Cabriolet, Cabriolet leg from Louis XV. It's, you're finding those kind of good starter pieces. And then as you work your way up the food chain or you have more money, then you can say, hey, I, I've educated myself and now I'm going to go buy maybe a more special piece. And I understand right. why it's worth the amount of money. But mm-hmm. but it's, 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 you know, we're all about finding those pieces you love. And it doesn't matter. You know, there are certain pieces that we think you should invest in. We can tell you why if you're a client. Um, mm-hmm. Good design resides all around us. And, you know, something we, we like to say is good design should be expes- expressive. It doesn't need to be expensive. Right. And it's that idea of... of, of you know, you know, if if it's your grandmother's piece, tell the story of how your grandmother found it. Well, I think that too. I mean, I think we both grew up in homes where our grandparents or our parents had antique pieces and collected things, and I think being a part of that process as a child, I think, made me appreciate it a little bit more and made me really want to learn more about some of these things. And you know, we also travel a lot, and whether it's China or India. You know, we'll go to flea markets, and even though we don't speak Chinese, we found we can, can we can handle with you know. So what you, you can use the calculator. Yeah, you, pass, you pass your phone back and forth in the calculator, and that's how you do that's it. That's how you and do it. it. And it works wonderfully. Yeah, kind of a universal. You know, right. yeah. it's like, it's like, strange. Right. You, know, you say $2, they say $3, you say $2.50. And, you know, and then you walk away. Yeah, walk away and they come back at two fifty. Yeah. Right, yeah. But I think it's that idea of educating. I think it's that yeah. idea of reading books and, um, you know, I think a lot of TV shows have now made us think that it's, you know, it's super easy and it's 24 hours and it's no money. And it's, and it's that idea of really understanding how the whole house relates and that storyline mm-hmm. um, and, and saying, you know, walls don't have to be just white on white on white. It's, it's making things feel very special um, and, 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 and layering in your own personality. And that could be, you know, kids prints. Um, it doesn't have to just be, you know, you know, vintage, vintage pieces. It doesn't have to be important antiques. 
true. <clears throat> Sorry. Do you want to talk about any of the details in this house? Because I do. I do. Um, you have in your front room is wallpapered, and then you have the um, you have drapery rods that you have hung your art off mm-hmm. of instead of actually going through the wall. Right. Or, yes. Um, was it fabric or wall? Was it fabric? Uh, it's, it's fabric. fabric. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Fabric. I apologize. Yeah, 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 Is that why you did that? Yeah. We love the English tradition, and I think that, you know, while we're talking about antiques, it's an idea of looking at really kind of global influences and saying, you know, we very much think of kind of our our sensibilities, kind of English, and that idea that people traveled the world and brought those experiences home. They might have gone to the Grand Tour where they did Italy or Venice and, you know, know, Venice and Italy, and then they went to France, and they picked up something in Greece, and taking those influences and bringing them home and saying, hey, picture rails are really something you see very much in English country houses. And I think... The whole English aesthetic kind of lends itself to collecting and lends itself to um, creating spaces that aren't that don't look like they came straight out of a showroom. It's this idea of again, it's that layering idea, and it's that idea of things can be mixed in. That you know, if you have some great trophy from your childhood, that doesn't mean you can't have it in your living room. If you mm-hmm. bring in enough other things that make it feel like it belongs in that space. Yeah, I think, you know, the English, the the cutting-edge modern with antiques. I mean, you look at English design, you look at English interiors from books, and something from 30 years ago feels as fresh as it does Mm -hmm. today, where chances are you look at an American design book from 1987, and you know... And there's a little Memphis and there's a little, you know, and it feels very 1987. Mm-hmm. So I think that the English, so we try and bring that kind of with all of our interiors and all the product we do, it never feels trendy. It feels on trend, but it mm-hmm. feels timeless. So it feels mm-hmm. fresh and, and that room will feel uh, just as, as inviting in, in 10 years as it does now. And I think it's looking at, at different ways of, of hanging artwork and saying, let's, 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 let's push the boundaries a little bit and, and well, have some and it's fun. Also, it's also a very small room. Mm. And so... To make that room feel, I mean, the, the instinct when you have a very small space is to paint it all white because that's supposed to make it feel larger and all, but it doesn't. It makes it feel smaller because you really do notice the boundaries. And so our goal there was to really make that room feel like a cozy library that you never want to leave and covering the walls in a fabric um, with that padding behind it, it just makes it feel cozy. It makes it feel warm. But then because the walls are fabric, we could put nails right into it and hang artwork or whatever. But then if we ever want to move them, mm. then we move things a lot. I think it gives yeah. us shorts are long. It gives us a lot of flexibility. Yeah. So it's a yeah. practical solution. It's a yeah. practical. Yeah. I think everything we do kind of is, is very practical. And it's it's... It's the idea that you know we create environments where you can put your feet up, you can hang art, or you can do all these kind of things. And and as times as you evolve, and, and ro- your room should evolve. And so we're trying to give you those those opportunities to say, okay, you know that was great for now, but I'm ready to change it out, and and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to. You know, we're very much about refresh, not start start all start afresh. Uh, so taking those great pieces that you have and maybe moving them around, uh, and, and not cleaning house, but but moving things, chopping your own closet, chop your own home, um, and, and and shift things around as 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 the home evolves. You have in your front foyer, you have a chandelier that you guys took your own spin on. Um, just talk about that because I think it's neat that you took something that wasn't exactly right and you made it fit perfectly into your space. Yeah, I mean, we're all about tweaking things. And so I think, you know, if you can use paint uh, on, on vintage pieces or found pieces mm-hmm. and give them that special, outline them. You know, when we do upholstery, we use uh, vintage, we use contrast welting and, and flanges and all those kind of things, hidden, de- hidden zippers, all those little decorator details that just make something feel that much more special, you know, when you look at a, you know, back in the day, when you look at Christian Louboutin early on, and it had that red sole, and just mm. that was that little special moment of if you were in the know, and how can you bring those little details that aren't expensive, but just take something that, you know, it's a black metal chandelier, how do you give it some personality, paint it white, and outline it in black, and that could be using a Sharpie, you know, mm-hmm. things you can get at your local, local you know, office supply store, and it, it doesn't, it's something you can do yourself, it's a great weekend project, and all of a sudden you're taking kind of that mundane, and really making it marvelous. Mm-hmm. I love that detail. And then another one was in the corners of your front room. You have a, on each corner you have a bamboo detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And three walls are the same wallpaper, and then you have one, for lack of better description, accent wall sure. for the different wallpaper. Sure. Um, and by adding that little ba- wooden bamboo detail, it's that's like a little molding white. that's mm-hmm. in the corner. Mm-hmm. So adding that little molding, molding 
allowed the breaking because I I really don't like an accent wall. Like when I think of you know how people for a long time did the red like one yes. wall yeah. red, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. and that Your is what I think wall. of anytime anyone <laughs> yeah, says right. accent yeah. wall, and it makes me like right. cringe. Yeah. Cringe, uh-huh. but. Uh, obvi- but the way that broke up your vis- your yeah. eye visually, um, to me, was a really cool detail. Mm-hmm. Well, I- well, thank you. I think, again, you, like, you have to make things feel like they're intentional and that they have a purpose. And so adding that trim piece in gives it a structure mm-hmm. that then lets the break happen. And it doesn't it intentionally stops and it doesn't flow in. And it looks like that wall now, which is a beautiful... Um, hand-painted Chinese wallpaper is a piece of artwork. So it's framed off from the rest of the room. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what you have to think about is like, what are these little things that make what I'm wanting to do feel more intentional and feel more like it's part of the architecture of the space. That's also a great tip for, um, you know, open floor plans now Mm -hmm. are just Mm -hmm. everywhere. But I think people have trouble breaking up one space from another. And like, Mm -hmm. if, there's no molding or, you know, between one room or another and there's no doorway, then how can you do a different wall color in the living room versus the dining room? How do you transition from one to another? What is the appropriate place to change the wall? You know, so I feel like Mm -hmm. that molding was the perfect thing and that could be, you know, like an overlay or Mm -hmm. something to use. You need a marker to say, like, this is where this space ends and the next one. And, and, you know, if you don't have uh, that molding or you don't have the ability to kind of put something in, break a room, use two to three inches of space um, around the wall that's that you leave white and paint within that space. And that creates that visual break. You know, if you have an arch, leave two inches around the arch. And all of a sudden you have a very expensive look that the eye eye tricks and thinks Mm -hmm. that it's molding. And you have that two inches of white gives you that delineation mm-hmm. and if you run it all the way around the room all of a sudden it it, it mm-hmm. gives that that beautiful visual break and it's a very cheap and inexpensive very expensive way to instead of going out and getting miter saws and all those kind of things or hiring right. somebody painters tape. yeah just use painter's tape painter's tape is kind of the you know stuff of gods it's amazing mm-hmm. it allows you to do anything it is amazing yeah. true Um, while we were sitting for y'all were giving us a tour and we were sitting in the library y'all were talking about um, with the suspended sort of wall art um, you know that has the upholstered walls and I was thinking about how tight the um, the seating arrangement was and it felt so comfortable because when you're chatting you know even when you're at a dining table like you're 18 inches away from someone Mm -hmm. and it felt so cozy and comfortable and like intimate in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that sort of struck me and I was wondering if maybe you could sort of walk us through laying out your space or, you know, how you fit so much into a room without it feeling Mm -hmm. cramped. Cramped. Yeah. Um, I think you have to think about scale and proportion. And I think sometimes what is intuitive um, in terms of, say, putting a smaller piece of furniture in a smaller room so that you feel like you have more breathing room around it is not necessarily the right solution. Maybe you want to go bigger so it takes up more space, and that makes everything kind of come closer together. So you do get this this intimacy when you're sitting in, because it is a small room, and you want you don't want to feel like you're miles apart from people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... You want to play with scale and proportion, scale and proportion mm-hmm. shape. Um, so make sure you have enough height in the room so everything doesn't feel like it's just at one level. Mm-hmm. So you need something low, something tall. Something high and balancing, okay. balancing each other out. You know, maybe in that room we have sort of overstuffed armchair and then we have the sofa that's not fully upholstered. It's a wood frame, so it's more like a day bed kind of piece. And then we have an armless chair. And so I think the th- combination of those three, because you're not visually blocking off these kind of boxy shapes. If everything was just a strictly upholstered piece, your eye would say, oh, this feels really cramped mm-hmm. and it feels, I feels really tight. But I think because it's a slipper chair and a wooden mm-hmm. Right, wood the arms, body, not having an arm really helps. Having, you know, yeah. yeah, and I think you know, it's like kind of that, that, how do you speak to that lost art of conversation, create rooms where, you know, people are we're all in our technology so much and actually kind of mm-hmm. promote that idea of retiring after dinner and, and having really fun conversation mm-hmm. as they used to do. Um, and to right, create those, those, those very comfortable rooms. Right. Um, so I think it's a little, right, it's maybe same. a little closer than you would think, but it doesn't feel, it feels very inviting. It feels very special. Right. And so I think even if you have a gigantic space, um, we're working on a house that has 
a living room that's probably 30 feet by 30 feet. What? Um, but it's how do you take that space and break it down into smaller spaces so that you have these little areas for conversation. So, you know, we're in this particular space, we're using kind of two back-to-back sofas to kind of set up two different areas. And then within those spaces, it gets smaller again by adding chairs that kind of fit with the sofas so that you can sit and have a conversation with somebody and then you feel like you're in your own little space and the rest of the room kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. But then if you have a, you know, a gigantic number of people over, you have places for them to, to sit. Yeah, you yeah. never want a room to feel like a hotel lobby. You mm-hmm. want it to feel, you want it to feel, and using the, using the scale or, or lowering your lighting enough so it brings the eye down or using window treatments to bring the space and give it an intimacy, even if it is you know, a triple height or a double height. Uh, space, but having, you know, as John said, those occasional seating or occasional chairs that can move around or pieces, mm-hmm. you know, tucked under ottomans or poofs that you can pull out and, and, mm-hmm. and, and because, enter- you know, having people over, we should be entertaining more and it should be easy. It shouldn't be really complicated. It's, we're very mm-hmm. much a big believer in, you know, biscuits from Biscuitville and, 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 yeah. and, and it doesn't all have to be, you know, almost so much work, but create comfortable seating comfortable that's seating. easy that a room can kind of morph from four seats to eight and, right. and, and, and easily and, and everyone you, feels comfortable right and you want to have a place nearby your seating so that if somebody if you are serving cocktails or wine mm-hmm. or whatever you have a place to put your glass so that your guest isn't left holding their, mm-hmm. their you know you, don't, you really when you you know we're big believers in, in in bringing gifts to our host or hostess but you don't really want to bring flowers because that takes the host away from the guests because they now have to go arrange the flowers. So bring a bottle of wine, bring a candle, mm-hmm. bring something, and think think about that kind of intuitive design or intuitive ways to make a space just feel comfortable and easy. I think that we all live in a very easy, we all want easy, breezy mm-hmm. lives, and, and it doesn't require a lot mm-hmm. of fuss and muss. Do you guys entertain a lot? I feel like you must. You must. You're having what, a seat over tonight? Football. Yeah, but tonight is, is, is kind of good rosé and mediocre mediocre Chinese. More rosé, it will be much better Chinese. You know, you don't have to go into your friends over. I mean, I think we do try to entertain a lot because I think, again, it's sort of becoming a lost a lost art. And I think what, you know, if you have a home that's set up that you can easily fit people around a dining room table or in a living room. Or not, room. or a game table, mm-hmm. or have them in the living room. Right. I think it's just creating those spaces that feel, because I think that luxury for, for us is time. Luxury for us is, is is spending time with people, and we love we love talking to people and learning their stories, and I think that we've kind of lost that. It's for us, for me, it's not necessarily the stuff anymore. It's not the name brands and the objects, and not that it ever was, but it's really about spending time with people mm-hmm. and that quality time, and and just saying, hey, you know, in this in this harried world, you can kind of relax and, mm-hmm. and enjoy for a couple of hours, and you, maybe you walked away meeting somebody new, um, and some new some fun conversation was had, and you never know where the night's going to go. That's right. Oh, I have to tell a story about Taryn. Oh, good. Oh, oh good. Oh. It's I about the story you're telling. It's, it's, I don't feel comfortable. I love it. I oh, it's not embarrassing at all. Don't worry. We spent a lot of time together the yeah. last couple of days because we've been in High Point, mm-hmm. and then we had a six-hour drive here, and we've been in the car a lot together. Oh, you drove. We drove. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, wow. We like the bonding. Yes. yes. We can't be away from no, each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> or we had stuff to haul. Yeah. Right. Right. Cords and microphones. And Flower arrangement. The whole shebang. Anyway, so we were talking about um, kids today who are still living at home when they're 25, 28 years old. Mm-hmm. And um, and I have a 23-year-old, so I'm like, no, get out. But we we definitely know people in our lives who still do that. And That's not me, by the way. That's not the story. No, that is not. No, but so we were just talking about God. Who wants to live at home with their parents when they're twenty eight years old? I mean, you can't do anything. And no. in my mind, I'm thinking like, you can't party. You can't have a good time. Right. This is what Taryn said. This is so priceless to me. It so encapsulates the how much I love you, Taryn. You're like. Yeah, you can't have a dinner party. What are you going to like say to your oh, mom? I love it. Move over. <laughs> I'm having some friends over for dinner. Like, I was like, that is awesome. It's I so think, it's I true. Love that. It's true. It's true. My mom would be like, which dishes do you want? I have these or that. My mom, it's my dinner party. I love You're it. You're embarrassing me. Who could have a dinner party if they still lived at home at 28? I'm like, I don't think those kids right. are the ones who. They're playing the quarters party. and yeah. paying <laughs> or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> That was so awesome. I love it. I didn't even think it, I didn't think twice about that comment. I, that's why I didn't know where the story 
was going. I was like, what did I say? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was pretty normal. That's great. Yes. Yes. I think it is. It's the best time you have is that entertaining. And mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've, uh, yeah. It's when you really get to know people and you feel mm-hmm. the most relaxed, too. You always so. say you love it when your house is full. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You do. Absolutely. I love when people are there. I always say, yeah, it's so much better when... Don't you agree? I mean, I'm sure you as yeah, you had I think 300 so. I think over the other night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Which, it was, it was probably, but again, that was, we didn't go into that stress. We didn't go into that kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, we had some great help, obviously, but it was just, you know, but again, it was, it was, re- I mean, it was relaxed easy. and fun. And that's what, you know, the music yeah. cranks up at a certain time and <laughs> everyone should kick up their heels a little bit mm-hmm. and, and, you know, right. Have some fun. Yeah, why do we have houses? If right, we right. That's the whole point. To them, right, to enjoy with us. And right, hang and why out would you and... decorate your house if not to be comfortable yourself and to make your guests comfortable and to share it? Right, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, right. And to show off a little. No. <laughs> well. <laughs> True. What do you think if no one ever saw this house? Would you just because be this is would you care or would you just be like oh how wow. would you decorate it differently? Yeah. You think they're decorating for others? No, I'm just saying, like, if no one, if you knew no one was ever going to come over, would you do anything different? Probably not. No, I mean, this no, is us. Was. No, no, because mm. this is us. So, no, I wouldn't. Um, but I, yeah. I, <laughs> that was a weird question. I don't know if I. No, that not. makes sense. I think that, but I think for us, it's, it's, um, this is, this is a, right an extension of our personality. Well, I guess that's and the thing. I don't think you should necessarily decorate your home I guess I never thought that. like I don't think you should do things to impress other people yeah. no um, I think you should do things to make yourself happy and your home should be one of those things that should really make you happy because you spend a lot of time there yeah. and I think it should be a reflection of you and that's what we try to do for people yeah I don't think there are any rules and I don't you know I you know if you want to mix certain colors try, do, try it mm-hmm. and if it doesn't work you know you can paint over but I think it's yeah decorate for yourself Make yourself happy, and you know I don't think it's it's not about name brands and and those kind of things. It's just about creating an environment right. that feels and that feels well. And I think if you do yours. right, if you create an environment that feels like you, then when you do have people over, you're going to find that you're less you're comfortable. You're comfortable mm-hmm. because it it's not you're like, at ease, right? right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and I think then your guests are at ease. Exactly. If you're right. if you're as the host comfortable, then. They will be too. Right. right. And, and plan menus and do those kind of things that really make it easy. You know, go buy a chicken pot pie. I mean, have a good wine that you know is kind of your go to and mm-hmm. have a great, you know, range of sodas or whatever. But just make it easy. Have a kind of some kind of signature dishes, a great salad, um, a, a hors d'oeuvre, and just make it easy. And that's kind of your signature. Mm-hmm. And, and turn people, on music. And turn on music and, and let dim, have dimmers mm-hmm. and candles and, and music yep. and those, you know, if, if you can't do anything else, get dimmers. Yeah, d- dim the lights and, and turn dim the music the up, and that will work. That's ninety percent of the. That is so do you great. go in yeah. people's homes and adjust their lighting? Yes, I do. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah, I'll go around yeah. and like turn things on and turn things off, and I I can't stand it when I go in someone's living room or go into someone's home and they're having me over for dinner or something, and like the far end of the living room will be dark. Right. Right. Like. Oh, because they assume we're not going to be down there, so they just don't turn on the light. Right. It makes it feel so dead. Right. Yeah. yeah. Turn on all those lights. Right. Every light Eve is when on low. Well, when there's one, only like one ceiling fixture or something, and it's on, and they're like, it's like your you know, your flush mount light. boob light, and it's right. on, your but boob like right. they're. There are lamp. I see lamps. None of the lamps are turned on. I'm like, what are but you doing? But the boob lights on. The, the, yeah, I need I need some light coming like at my face. Let's see. I mean, you need light. You need light. Yeah. You need light at different levels. Right. And it makes you look. It's old. all about it me. Does. I want to look comes good. from above. So. Sure. Right. <laughs> it, it highlights every mm-hmm. wrinkle on your mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're doing a renovation, really think about that placement of outlets. Not only on the walls, but hey, if you're going to put a sofa in the middle of the room, right, put and you have underneath. the opportunity, put outlets underneath mm-hmm. on the floor. Also, I love that, you know art lights, yes. sconces. Yeah, I love yeah. a sconce because mm-hmm. it's again that light coming at your face versus mm-hmm. from above. All right, right, let's count how many lights are in this room. What size is this room? Who's good at measurements? This is like twelve by fifteen, probably. We're in the dining room, so there are one, four, two, five, three, four, five, six, six. Wait. This one. Oh yeah, six. There's a chandelier, two lamps, two lamps, some sort of an accent light, and two sconces, and it feels great. Yes, it is very comfortable lighting. Mm-hmm. Six. We approve. 
Your prayer. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> you know what we miss is we I miss. I feel flattered. We we try and line most of our our shades in pink silk, but we miss pink. Uh, incandescent light bulbs because pink is a color that makes everybody look good mm-hmm. and they used to make pink in- incandescents so you can still find them on Amazon but it's a, just a really yeah. flattering light that makes <laughs> your skin you know it's a lot cheaper than going and getting Botox or something and it just is such a fun mm-hmm. like when you used to go to little restaurants in the cafe the cafe lamps there were always a pink light and mm-hmm. it just looked really looked really good so the Botox and people got rid of those light bulbs. Is what they probably, probably did. Right? They went back to like you know <laughs> dress, dressing room, dressing room, where you're like, God, I feel fat and ugly. Oh. <laughs> right? well, I just want to carry that lamp around yeah, with me. Right. Have yeah. y'all had any big entertaining disasters? Ooh. Ooh. Um, is hmm. tonight the night? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Never know. Right? Um, no, I don't think we have because I think it's you. you just kind of go into it relaxed. Really? really? No. Uh, I wish we had some. Have we had any drama? Dogs never you know, you've had a moment maybe where the pasta hell. didn't turn out quite right, so you just roll with it and you order pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not a disaster. It's so it's a, not a disaster. Now it's a, it's a pivot. It's yeah. a pivot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an entertaining. You're yes. so laid back that I can't imagine much. Like, is there a lot of Prozac going on? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Do we seem chill? Yeah, no, I think because I think we I think we're pretty intuitive. We we're pretty good planners, and and if you you know you figure it out, and I think that mm-hmm. you know I think if you get really we're not I'm not we're not big believers in stress. We're not big believers mm-hmm. in in getting worked up about things. And what's the worst? What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, what's the right. worst can happen? And you know, have a have a liquor store on speed dial, or have a good pizza place that you need to roll with something, and mm-hmm. you know, you forgot to run the dishwasher. Who I mean, who cares? It just paper plates and nice napkins. You know, I think people, guests just want to feel comfortable. And again, it's the idea that, you know, go get some fried chicken or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just have your signature dishes. And if it doesn't work, figure out, just make, yeah. make some pasta and bring everyone in the kitchen and have a conversation while you make the pasta and some butter and Parmesan cheese. And yeah, it's easy, good. you know? Yeah. Okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. So, Sorry. nearly every... That wasn't very dramatic. Okay. Very hard, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> our, our dramatic whatever. Yeah. Get ready. Yeah. Um, Nearly every piece of furniture, nearly every wall, every ceiling, every piece of molding in your home is custom and, or not custom, but you know, customized, I guess. Mm -hmm. You have customized. Mm -hmm. Um, What would your advice be to someone that rents? Ooh, Caroline. Nice. Uh huh. High five. Yeah, that is good. That is good. Um, I guess, well, (laughs) no, because I don't know. (laughs) Stop them. When I did rent, I would do things that probably. <laughs> you had a pretty intricate. The landlord. Were you like, yeah, the landlord was like, what? You went to IKEA. You went to IKEA and bought all of that. The, yes, that we wire, ran. Wire um, curtain. Yeah. You know, oh, that real tight stuff. stuff. So you have kind of a couple key and then the wire. Yeah. And, you ran. and we ran lighting that we weren't supposed to, but. What? Sorry, uh, right, start from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. Right. Start over. So. I never followed the rules with renting where it's like, don't paint, don't do this stuff, don't do that stuff. So I would just do it. (laughs) And then, yeah, and ask for forgiveness later. And sometimes I would get my deposit back. Sometimes I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) But it always looked good. But it always looked good and Uh it always made me happy. So I think, um, I guess what I would say is if you, you know, there, well, there is new wallpaper now that is easily removable Mm -hmm. so you could go that route Mm -hmm. um you know paint can be you can always paint over something right so i would be inclined to if nothing else at least paint my apartment maybe not deep red which will take you forever (laughs) to undo that's true um -hmm. and you have to do a million coats right and to begin cover it yeah yeah so labor you know i would i would seriously think about at least painting it a color um, maybe a uniform color, and then maybe your landlord will be like, "Okay, you painted it gray. That's fine." Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and great artwork, I think. You know, layering yeah. in. You know, maybe doing some salon walls mm-hmm. where you layer in great pieces at different sizes with different mattings and different frame treatments to create that special using. You using know, window treatments. Window treatments. Uh, you know, maybe playing up those those special pieces that you're going to take with you and having contrast welt mm-hmm. and great pillows. But I think, you know, it's real easy to hide. You know, we all know from college where we used to put toothpaste in the holes on the, you know, <laughs> on the, on the walls or whatever when we moved out. But what, artwork is a great way to, you know, take different scales, take a large yeah. photograph and pair it with a drawing by you know, one of your kids with a, with a Even print. Even like a great pattern rug. 
you know, mm-hmm. if it's large enough and it takes up enough space can really add dimension to a room. Um, or like a upholstered screen, um, if you do it in a pattern. And that's a, you can even do that as a DIY project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make an sure. Screen yeah. Switch out your lighting. You know, if it's really kind of that bad kind of boob lighting we were talking about earlier, <laughs> you know, there's yes. great lighting. Like go to, go to one of the, you know, go to one of the big box stores or, or there's so many kind of great catalog sources for outdoor lighting that you use indoors um, and, and use to switch out or use incandescent light bulbs, mm-hmm. the kind of industrial looking ones and take that bad lighting. And for a great price point, you can get something that, that mm-hmm. really does look great. Um, that's not going to break the bank and will add that much more dimension and probably the land, you know, you just leave it there and the landlord will be thrilled to have something different than the sh- frosted brass, right, right. quote unquote, whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 But I think window treatments is a great idea mm-hmm. to yeah. do, whether it's when there's, you know, blinds or, or, or shades. Well, it's or, right. And you can get so many good, sort of ready-made, like standard length, window treatments now if you want draperies you know you can get 96 you can get 84 just that's have a good for an apartment tailor or seamstress yeah can, who dry can cleaner. Always, yeah, yeah dry cleaner who can take them Re- take them up you know, tweak them if you want to or yeah there's lots of things you can do i think that... i have a question so i feel like you guys are the master of a bold gesture right you're not well, afraid. I like that master of the bold gesture you're not afraid <laughs> yeah. of it, you know of anything, so, yeah, in your home, you really don't have fear. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but have you made a mistake? Yeah, I think we all make mistakes. Give but, us an example. Well, make us feel spell. Good. We want to. Okay, so here's our, so here's our, a our parties are raging successes. Are right? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> You've never done anything. No, wrong. I don't know. Yeah, you know. So here, yeah. so one mistake I would say is that when we renovated our last place in New York. Uh, we were both really busy with other people's work, and we didn't really pay close attention to what our contractor was doing for us. So our contractor decided it was never going to rain, so though he took the roof off part of the house to not bother tarping it, and we never paid any attention. Well, we it was one notice. weekend, and we happened to be out of town, and we came Ooh. back, and all the parquet floor in our dining room that was original to the 1910 house yes. had rained and buckled. Oh, God. So... We got a new contractor, needless to say, but instead of spending a lot of money to kind of perfectly match that parquet, we took a lemon and made it into lemonade, and we replaced it with a more store-bought parquet, so it still had that same quality, and then we painted it, we painted it. with a ferrule and ball, so we took it and actually worked better. I think we were, we were I think that oft, oftentimes it's these, um, you know, these 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 unexpected moments right. of that that make the magic. And we painted it, and we had that house for seven years, and it, it just got better over time. And that parquet, you would never have, have known it, what did, wasn't what was underneath it, um, but it looked a lot better probably than it would have if it just been been varnished. So I think that we're very much about learning from our mistakes, or mm-hmm. quote-unquote mistakes, or other people's mistakes, and taking them, and how can you tweak them mm-hmm. and, and make them that much better. Right. Was that your green so, dining room? That was our green, yeah, yeah. The green dining room. Yeah, the green dining room. Yes, it is. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, that's good. Right, good, Carol. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and if and much enough, published, and if that, it kind of went. So yeah. if, right, and so that floor was such a statement. If that contractor had never done that, we probably never would have painted the floor, and you never would have you seen the cottage living. There you go. Meant to be. Mm. So that feels like that wasn't your mistake. Yeah. True. Yeah. That was yeah. the top well, audience. Uh, we sold someone else up the river. <laughs> it was sort of our mistake because we weren't paying attention to what he was doing. Okay, and we we'll should have. And we should have. No, but I think it's, it's, I don't think there are mistakes. I think it's how do you take it, you try it, and if that red red wall doesn't work for you, how can you maybe take that room and give it more moodiness Make it mm-hmm. feel a little bit more, maybe make it feel a little more Moroccan or something a little more ethnic, so you can mm-hmm. kind of tone down that that ooh, this doesn't really jive, and and layer in some elements and and take that mistake and and own keep it working with and it. keep yeah. working uh-huh. with it instead of saying. I oh, think goodness. sometimes you think you make a mistake because again you don't take something far enough, and so uh-huh. I think sometimes what half looks like it's half scared. done, mm-hmm. and so if you don't, you know, if you just kind of stop and you don't push it then yeah maybe it does feel like a mistake but if you added that next layer whatever that you know whether it's the window treatments or the artwork or whatever maybe it would feel pulled together so but I would say mm-hmm. yeah but well, and I think right I think you need to commit and I think that's most people have for whatever reason they have that problem when it comes to doing their home because they look at the price of something or you know it, and it is scary but I think if you don't ever commit 
to something, you will never end up with a home that's done or mm-hmm. that feels like it belongs. Right. There also is some fear about like, will other people approve? Will they like right. it? And, right. and, you know, I think we all sort of feel that way, but it, you kind of need to like tamp down that yeah. other voice and just listen to like, well, again, I think thinking, you, right. Mm-hmm. I think you have to do what makes you happy. And so, I mean, is everyone going to love our house? No, no. And I don't, that's, that's great. That's not your goal. That's, that's not my goal. Right. Right. I, right. you know, and, and, you know, you go through life and you have enemies. Like, that's how it is. And if you don't have enemies, probably you're, you're not being, you know, you're being too vanilla. So it's the idea, I think, that, right, should make you happy. And if your mother-in-law doesn't love it, well, she's only going to stay for two days. And or, it's a win-win. Win. Stay at all. <laughs> 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 right. Wow. I love it. So, I love it. I know. Has there ever been something that, you know, as a couple you've brought in, and then, like, one of you has been like, no. And then you're like, wait. Oh, there was. This is my The painting. Oh, that painting. Which, yeah, that okay, so, yeah. So, ever. there was a folk artist, um, like a Grandma Moses type, who had done all of these portraits of famous celebrities. And there was a charity, Kipps Bay, which is the big charity uh, show house in New York, always has a charity sale shop that goes with it. So, they had gotten a lot of this person's artwork and I bought this portrait of Catherine Hepburn <laughs> and brought it home and was told I could never hang it up. You know, <laughs> you know, when, you, you know when you drive on roadsides and it's like that bad velvet, well, it's, I guess it's, by well, it's inherently bad, but it's but like it was not on velvet. velvet art it was on canvas. that might be being sold on a roadside. Yeah, sure. It was on canvas. It might be Elvis. <laughs> well, the point is, it, it was, was on, that. No. Make sure you use the artist's name on the podcast. I wish I could remember the artist's name because it was it was the most garish thing ever. Well, I fast forward ended up selling it somewhere and I paid a a decent amount of money for it, but I ended up selling it for four or five times what I paid for it, and it's a fine ending. Sorry, it worked out. Yeah, Touch so when he nerve. took me out for dinner at the end of that whole thing, I was kind of like, okay, that worked out. We, we, made, we made money on it. But um, now I think like, we've probably said this to you guys before, but we'll go to stores and John and I'll you know, spread out for an hour and a half and we'll come back and he'll say, oh, did you see this pillow? And here's, I'm like, here's a pillow on my phone and here's a piece of furniture. And we both honed in on the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that our, our styles are really simpatico. And I think they're constantly evolving. And I think because we're always kind of educating ourselves, I think a home is never finished. I think it's all about that evolution. And our style is constantly, we, you know, my parents have a little guest house in Tampa, Florida, and we call it, we call it early Lois because it's kind of where, where my mother's, you know, stuff from the past goes to die. Mm-hmm. And it's the idea that, you know, things kind of come in your, into your life and out of your life. And we're lucky enough that we can sell those pieces. You know, there's a certain point where we like kind of, 50s Chinese chinois kind of stuff and we kind of outgrew that and mm-hmm. so we started selling it and I think we're constantly evolving but I think we very much complete each other's sentences design wise and I think you know you create spaces I think you know if you think that florals are feminine how can you create a floral in your bedroom that your husband's still going to like right. mm-hmm. and how do you create spaces that still capture those, those sensibilities of what you're trying to go for but it also feels masculine enough or feminine right. enough um, and having that conversation and, and that, 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 but it still feels special and it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to default to beige and gray no. constantly. It's interesting to me touring your home. Uh, how do I say it? So like he, he, clearly there's this, um, love of sort of old English and florals and that, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you've got a lot of, um, stuff that's like, um, kind of an ode to royalty and, the crown and kind of stuff in your basement and whatnot. But then there's all this Asian too, like a lot of Asian, a lot of Asian art and a lot of contemporary art. Yes. And And it all like mashes together in this really interesting way. And so just, if you don't mind touching on just a moment, how people can understand that you don't have to like one thing. Right. Right? You can just like what you like. Well, I think we like we like Thai food on Tuesday and we like Mexican on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> and I think that we you know, we don't dress head to toe. We mix J. Crew with H and M with maybe an expensive handbag or, you know, accessory, a watch or whatever it is. And I think that that's that idea of of, you know, I think that Karen, to your point about that eclectic, you know, it's that kind of English tradition of traveling the world and bringing it back. Well, I think right. But, and if you look at so in the world of like home furnishings especially, like they're really 
if you look at how the history of design kind of has traveled, like there really is nothing new. You may see something today that's a reinterpretation. Like you have um, like a Chippendale fretwork chair in the Ballard catalog. Well, that chair, while it's new in the Ballard catalog. Dates to the 17th century. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. That, so it's a classic. It's, it's a classic. classic. And maybe the fretwork's a little different and maybe the arm is a little different. But if you really think about it and go back into a museum, there's probably some chair out there go to, that looks Go to Colonial Williamsburg similar and to there it is at the governor's palace. Right. And so that's it's that that tried and true. True. And that's sort of how design has evolved over time is that, you know, as, you know, using the English as an example, as they went off to do trade with different countries, they would bring things back. It would get incorporated into design. So, you know, this idea of, Chinoiserie, um, the spice trade had opened. Right, Japan had opened, and so those influences came mm-hmm. back. Or you think about mid-century. I mean, Danish, that Danish tradition of you know mid-century really comes from that Danish furniture. It does, but tradition. if you look at mid-century pieces next to Shaker pieces, it's a clean line. It's a very it's yeah. a clean it's, line. You, know, you wouldn't think that um, right that Quaker and, and right. 1950s you know Yululu would come together, and they and they do, and they do. So I think it's really. Again, it's just thinking about pretty much if you love something and bring it into your home, it will work with other things that you bring into your home as long as you really, you know, as long as it's something that really means something to you. There is a lot of truth to that. And I think, you know, this idea of when you travel, that could be a road trip Mm -hmm. up the East Coast or it could be a far-flung trip to Europe, picking up pieces along your your trip that also – that you can tell a story, that idea we were talking earlier about a provenance. So you can say, well, when I was in, you know, when I was in France and I was at that great antiques market and I found this great piece and, and how special then instead of just going kind of buying books by the yard mm-hmm. right. or, or something that's just kind of, uh, well, has we, no storyline right, or nothing really, special. But we it. were talking about, um, the trend of green kitchens coming back, mm-hmm. which, you know, when I was a child, green kitchens with gold appliances were all the, the rage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now the green kitchen's back, but it doesn't have gold appliances. So I think it's also like, how do you evolve something? So, but who would have ever thought that nickel would become like? Now we're back. We're back to brass. We're back to brass. Uh-huh. And who would have ever thought that we would that granite so, and right. nickel would be kind of like? I would never. I probably would not do do nickel, you know, hardware in my kitchen now. But ten years ago, that's what you. So would have that's so what I, think, I would right. absolutely. So I think, and I would have said brass and yeah. right. And so I guess where I'm now, going. now I'm all about mixing. I'll put brass right. and nickel. And well, yeah. that's where I'm going. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm going with this. Yeah. Is that like when you think of something as feeling dated or you know trendy, it's because you didn't bring in other things to not make it yes. feel that way. So mm. you know, if your home has a very traditional floral wallpaper, add a, a very modern piece of art because that'll that juxtaposition will make it feel fresh and make mm-hmm. it feel current, current yeah. and, you know, you know, change the color of your sofa. If you're a critical observer of the things that make you feel good and the things that don't make you feel good, and you can figure out what it is, then you can reflect that when right. you get home. Right. Yep. Right. But you have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's the thing. So, you... And listen to our podcast. Always. <laughs> Obviously. Every week. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I really do think, and I think that's also something that, people don't really think about is you do really have to pay attention. And I think, um, you know, Deanna Breland, who was one of the great fashion editors always said, you know, the eye has to travel and it, and that's, that's where these things come. That's like how you get your inspiration. You, you see what's going on in the world and you, you're engaged in the world mm-hmm. and that. Yeah. You don't sit in a room and home. come up with stuff. No. You know, you go look around. Yeah. 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 But like you're saying, it can be your local restaurant. Right. Yeah, it doesn't it have be, to be you know, expensive. Can it can be anything. It could be a palette. font. It mm-hmm. could be a moment. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know. And I think it's that idea that if you're going to do it, do it right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be expensive, but 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 be thoughtful, create thoughtful, intuitive design yeah. that makes your makes you makes your guests you and most importantly feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't if you can't afford to get uh, chairs, get great get great throw pillows. That you can scatter around, that maybe have one, you know, have to have, are double sided, so you can switch them out, and and just think about those little fun details that that can really take your experience at home and f- make it feel that much more special. Okay, can we also just talk about how you were just on the cover of House and Home in the UK? I love the photo of you on the train. Yes, reading. no, You're seriously, so cute. <laughs> I was. Um, we had just gone to dinner, and I was sitting in like the train station, you know, and like you know, oh lord, we have like twenty minutes. What am I going to do on the train? And I was like, I swear, I feel like I've seen that. I feel like 
they've shared this somewhere. This looks so familiar to me. And then I pick it up and I was like, oh my gosh, we had dinner like three nights we ago. We can't that escape them. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I've never actually seen y'all's house before. So it was perfect. Anyways. Wow. Sounds really cool. Well, that was, that was yeah. yeah. And our right. house is in the yeah. book. So, yeah. And when is the book out? October 17th. October 17th. October 17th. You can pre order it yes. now. You can pre order it now on Amazon. It's $35. I think it's a little bit better on Amazon, so it's a great price. We got a sneak peek at yes. that. Yeah, right. You guys are very <laughs> yeah. kind. We're special. Yeah. We're very special. So. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. This was so much yeah, fun. Thank you. Thank it is you fun. For thanks for yeah. having thanks us. Thanks for what a thank pleasure. You so much. Wow. Well, All thank right. you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, how do they follow you? I know you've told them before, but let's remind everybody. On Instagram, uh, Madcap Cottage, Facebook, Madcap Cottage, and be sure to follow our blog. It's on the madcapcottage.com website. It's called Demystifying Design. Domino just named it one of the countries, or I guess, I don't know, the world. So some, somebody's, the top interior design blogs. <laughs> the universe. So universe, the universe works for us. <laughs> but we love, we love hearing from friends, and we love answering your questions. We're all about building community. So please reach out to us, and we're very, very responsive. Yeah, you are. Yes, you yeah. are. Yeah, so, I love that connection you yeah, have. Yeah, because we really, we really want to get to know our friends and, and consumers. Excellent. Cool. So, thank Thanks you. for thank having you us. Thank you so much. Thank you. thank you. That's our show. Thank you for listening. We are so grateful to have um, you subscribing and downloading. Please leave us a review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Um, and also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, all those places at Ballard Designs. And, of course, send us your questions. Email them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. And until next time, happy Happy decorating. decorating.